What time is it? It's time for Ricketts Bursey. Hey, this is Wicked Spursy, Mike, Stephen, Dave, boys. Good to be back with you during this festive holiday season where the fixtures run thick and fast. Steve, how you doing? That sounded radio. Thick and fast. Thick and is is that our pod title? Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Is that appropriate? Can we? Depends on where we go with it. Steve, how you doing? I'm doing great, Dave. Doing great. You know, it's a busy time of the month uh, at work. So the days are flying by, you know, taking periodic breaks to go outside and shovel wet, heavy snow Mm -hmm. uh, is keeping me young. Uh, It's making my back feel old. Um, My son built a snowman at school uh, because fortunately for me, uh, daycare for him is disconnected from the rest of the school district. So Sucks to those parents who had to deal with their kids all day, but I didn't. <laughs> uh, really helps get work done when you don't have a three-year-old <laughs> running around. You don't say. You don't say. Yeah, imagine that. I, I, I can only imagine. I remember it, but uh, I can only imagine at this point. <laughs> Mikey boy, how you doing, man? How's it going? Well, Dave, um, I got to tell you, uh, this, this past week was, uh, it was good. It was bad. Uh, I had a fucking great weekend. Uh, I got some work done um, at the hospital um, and, uh, and we had a great match and I got to watch the match with the, with the folks at Vermont Spurs. And it was a, it was a great time. Um, Got some new uh, scarves out there as, as merch. Uh, They look just like the one you have on your background there, which is, you know, the standard uh the standard scarf yeah there it is indeed um it, it, and uh there were probably 15 people there maybe more i don't it was it was pre- pretty close if not um and it was it was a great time uh, i i feel things are growing for them so um i had a great time uh the host uh the host at uh mckee's pub was great and um our our personalized uh personal what do you what would you call her uh, a server sarah i have to mention her um she was just phenomenal for us uh, oh yeah huge shout out a huge <laughs> shout out she worked really hard got to know everybody got to know everybody's names it was it, it's great like nice yeah and, and and mike uh just for listeners next uh next watch session is this coming friday for the uh the the in forest match right yeah, anybody who's uh, in town or uh, is planning on coming into town this weekend, uh, especially if you're picking up your kid from college, um, uh, that'd be me. <laughs> should come and watch the match with us. Uh, it'll be fun. Uh, the food is the food is good, and uh, the TVs are, are on and they're loud. So they have um, I also I also just have to make uh, an, another another little thing before we get going here. Actually, um, Mike, can I ask you to pause for a moment because I want to stay on the McKees thing for just a moment? Can we do that? Oh yeah, sure. 
question for Steve. Steve, I know that at a uh, former place that you guys gathered that shall not be named, you were really fond of of a couple of the uh, things that they serve from a food standpoint. What's your uh, what's your food analysis at McKee's? Do you have do you have the Steve's favorite that you recommend? Well, uh, I'm two for two with going with their uh, chicken Caesar wrap. It's been very enjoyable. Uh, You know, get to soak up some of that beer with the side of French fries. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's a nice, easy, simple, hard to mess up sort of thing. Uh, Quite enjoyable. I will say uh, the first week we went, uh, the first, you know, time Vermont Spurs uh, hosted there, they, we got these, I, I can't remember exactly what they were. They were like this, like maple chili mozzarella stick type thing. Sriracha. Yeah. Is, really? yeah, oh, those maple, were good. Maple sriracha, yeah. Those really? were good. Uh, in a way that I wasn't really expecting them to be, right? Like, you can get mozzarella sticks anywhere. You know, you could go to the grocery store, get a bunch, throw them in the freaking microwave, and you're good to go. Um, so, you know, it, it's nice when a place, like, tries to do something a little bit unique with it just so that it's different. Um but yeah, I pretty much stick with my uh, Caesar wrap, and I'm I'm a content man. Very good. Yeah, uh, I don't know what it, what the the beer specials are going to be, but they've been doing these uh, three dollar Narragansetts uh, for these Sunday right, matches. Right up Steve's just, alley. That's special. It's fantastic. <laughs> Very good. Dude, three do- Dude, I'm spending six bucks on two beers. It's fantastic. Valid. I mean, the beer can be pretty bad, and I'm still happy I spent only three bucks on it. Just that's a that's my thought. Went Mike to a back- concert in Boston and spent twelve dollars on a beer, one Precisely. beer or so. Precisely. Or the worst is when it. you go to a ball game or a concert and you get the ginormo cans, which we've talked about before, that are, you know, warm by the time you get halfway through. But oh, yeah. I I digress. Mike, you had yeah. something else you want to talk about before? Yeah. We so yeah, before it. we get going, I do want to I do want to uh, talk about. Um, our, hey, Mike, last week, uh, I'm sorry uh, to anybody who's listening. <laughs> you're to... what? You're, you're, you're sorry? Sorry. Sorry. Um, I can't do this on television because I'm um, sorry. <laughs> so I, I wanted to apologize to anybody who's listening. And, Is this uh, a Canadian podcast now? Listen, listen, to, listen to me uh, and, and my, my ability to speak uh, devolve uh, as the, the rest of the podcast went on. And I promise um, that... You know, uh, before I drink, uh, I will not drink like that again. Um, and this week, and I will not, and I will not. Um, I'll make sure to look at the ABV before I go, and I and I just just so everybody knows that I will not drink again like that this week. So, I it might be difficult to see. This is a gotcha. nine point five that I've got going. So I I'm not making that promise. I'm oh just... yeah, we're gonna have a little Steve fun tonight, Mike. <laughs> But hey, listen, Mike. I told this is you a liter. Week. This is a this is over a liter of beer. Um, liter of cola. It's Miller. It's Miller Light. Yeah, so that's that, that doesn't right count. Here. Do we have liter cola? My, Mike, I I <laughs> I told you last week because we talked about it. I I thought even though you felt that you um were saucy and and sloppy, uh, I actually I disagree. I you were guilty of talking <laughs> about you were guilty of talking about how much you appreciate your daughter. And you enjoyed a tasty beer that you were in love with. And you surprised Mike or Steve and I on the rating. You know, it was all in all, it was a good, I thought it was a good one overall. You could have yeah, been much and, worse. And, and another shout way. out to my daughter because uh, my daughter, <laughs> my daughter this weekend caught the eye of a special, uh, special young man um, at the, at the, at the meetup. Um, and I'll have Steve tell you about that. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. It was a pretty funny story. So, we were there, uh, my wife, my son, and I, 
And, uh, you know, at some point, uh, a little while into it, as it started to get busier and busier, um, my wife, she moved over uh, more centrally. I was off to the right-hand side by the table. You know, Isaac was on his tablet or whatever, watching TV, keeping himself entertained and quiet and out of the way. Um, So she, you know, moves over. She's chatting with Mike's lovely wife. Um, you know, they're having a good time over there. And at some point, uh, my son, he must have realized that uh, everybody was kind of shifting over to the center. So he gets down from the little bar stool and, you know, he's trying to drag it over. And I'm sitting there like, what, what's up, buddy? Like, what, what do you need? He's like, I want to go over there, you know, pointing towards the middle of the space. It's like, OK, well, let me bring it over. And, uh, you know, my wife, she's over there. She's like, oh, what's going on? Is he OK? And it's like, oh, yeah, he just wants to come over and sit with you. And so I put the stool right next to her pretty much. And he goes, no, I want to sit over there. Ah, nice. <laughs> so I'm like, what here? And I'm like, I'm trying to understand because he's three years old. Right. So I'm trying to understand. I'm moving it around like here. Like, is, is this the spot? Is this the right one? Turns out he wanted to sit next to Mike's daughter, <laughs> who was like on the opposite end of the table from where my wife was sitting. And we both kind of just like, oh, OK, we see how it is now. <laughs> nice. And that's when it happened. <laughs> that's when it happened. <laughs> that's good stuff. Did he man. say Very anything? Good. No, he just kind of spun in his seat for a bit, laughing about it. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Hey, looking forward to it. Looking forward to seeing you guys uh, on Friday. And, Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. We'll hopefully watch another good match. Speaking of a good match, we had two matches in the past uh, stretch of days. Um, one not good, one good. Uh, Mike, let's start with you. What do you? Uh, what do you want to talk about? Where do you want to start? Look, uh, I think we can get some real quick comments out of the way for for West Ham. Uh, I was pretty, I was initially pretty okay with it, and as I got, because I went down to McKees for that too, and um, in I I was pretty okay with it until about halfway home when I started to fucking stew, because you know West Ham scored two of the fucking jammiest goals that you'll ever see um and got and got pretty lucky but it was the fact that we still couldn't get the ball into the box and break down that that low block um and and uh it it just didn't seem like we were we could do anything right offensively um we weren't moving the ball around there wasn't a lot of there was a lot of space in the midfield but there wasn't a lot of space you know in and around the box and no matter what we did we couldn't get the ball in the box to anybody to uh to have an effect on the game that way um west ham weren't the better team and and it pissed me off more and more um but you know in the end those type of games happen um and we keep saying we this we we see the vision and we see the the greater purpose and and it's and it's right out there and it's tangible. We can grab it, you know. It's right there and sometimes if you just if you grab it and you don't grasp on hard, you know, well enough it, it gets away from you and the game got away from us and fucking there was a ping pong goal and then there was you know the ball that just fell at jared bowen's feet and he didn't even know it was there for a second um and then there was the goal that that vic gave away that really i mean it wasn't really vic but um he all, all vic had to do was come out of his box and play the ball and he you know it would have been a free kick versus a man in on goal pretty easily but uh, it's one way or another, we lose the it's game. It's a blunder. It's yeah, it's some shit that happens, you know, every once in a while. So I'm I'm not too worried about it. The frustrating um, thing about that game for me, it, it, it's not even that there was a lack of 
opportunity. Like we had plenty of chances. We skied some shots. We, mm -hmm. you know, sent them harmlessly wide. So it, it's not like we couldn't have put the game to bed. We could, we should have done it, you know, in the first 30 minutes, we should have been up three, four, nothing, but we didn't. We got the one goal. And then after, you know, the 30 or so minutes, we started to just, you know, be patient and slow and, and, you know, try to be a little bit more methodical about it. And that's just not how you want to set up. Right. And uh, I think Ansh uh, in his post-match for that one was spot on, right. They just lack the conviction, um, but you know, it, it's not so much the result. Cause it, Mike, I think you're spot on. We can see what we're trying to do. We can see what Ange is pushing out there, uh, from a tactics perspective. And it's not like he's doing anything, you know, super wrong. You know, we're doing the right stuff. It's way more interesting to watch than it was. So I, you know, I can't really fault him from an entertainment perspective. Um, but some of the substitutes were just baffling to me. Yeah, they were odd. <clears throat> yeah, like, you know, Sar, obviously I get, um, that's somebody you want on. We'll talk more about him uh, when we get to the Newcastle one. But Skip, like, that just doesn't make sense to me. You know, uh, he's one of those guys who I just don't think the way this squad is set up to, to play suits his ability, right? If he was playing for like a more defensive-minded, like Mourinho-esque mm -hmm, type mm -hmm. squad... I think he would absolutely be somebody who would be fighting for a, a space on the first team. Uh, you know, maybe like a mid to lower level Premier League team would be grateful to have somebody like him. But for the, you know, kind of high pressing progressive style of play that Ange is trying to push, I just, Skip just doesn't make sense to me. Um, yeah. Yeah, waiting yeah. so long to put Valise on was also an odd one. Um, and the reason for that. And uh, again, we'll talk more about this when we get to Newcastle because it was a thing that was uh, caught and rectified by Ange in an interesting way. Sonny down the center, when you've got two very big physical center backs, he's always going to be at a disadvantage. Like we know he's got an engine. We know he can run for 90 minutes. He'll run himself into the ground. He's, he'll never tire, never give up, never surrender. Um, but when it comes to like jostling and holding the ball up and trying to bring other people in, that's just not his wheelhouse. Yeah. You know? You're not going to, you're not going to win those battles with like guys like, like Zuma exactly. And so and... If you needed somebody to battle, why not send the bigger, stronger kid out there? Uh, and maybe it's just that he is a kid, right? He's, he's still getting used to things. It's, he's not quite um, at the level Ange needs him, but that game to me was screaming for somebody in there. And I think uh, even just sliding Decky centrally and having him play as that hold up uh, person down the middle would have been much better, um, but he didn't do it. You know, we made some of the, we got Valise out a little bit too late for him to really do much of anything. Um, so yeah, it, it was awful, but uh, we did have the ability to bounce back and that, that kind of brings Perfect. us to Newcastle. You know, right? a, a quick yeah. quick question on, on that game before we go on. Excuse me. <clears throat> um, I just had this realization, and forgive me if this is just short-sighted and stupid. Um, I was really disappointed with uh, Decky's performance against West Ham. You know, he he wasn't penetrating, he wasn't crossing. But I also didn't know his nose was broken. Do, do we know anything about the timing of when 
It was, well, that was at the end. Of, it was toward the end of the game. Was it late? All right. Well, the, Decky Decky kind of sucked against West Ham. Like I, he he, he was not. And there's a part of me is like, man, is he messing with Ange because he wants to play more centrally, and Ange has him back out, back out on the right for this match. You know, what do you guys think about that? What do you I, think I mean, about? His I struggles? thought that. I thought that he was. Um, I didn't think he sucked, but I didn't think he was um, phenomenal. And it, it just goes to show that. Uh, Maybe I should keep my mouth shut about what I think about how or who our best players are. Um, <clears throat> um, I don't think he sucked. I just don't. I think he, like Steve said, like Ange said, he kind of lacked the conviction to to maybe finish uh, every once in a while, to maybe put the ball in the box every once in a while. Because you know, you see him, he hesitates to pull the trigger sometimes mm-hmm. if he see if he sees a guy approaching. Um, so I think that toward the end of the game, I think he was great toward the end of the game. Um, I think he, um, when he did break his nose, it was that that when he went charging into the box, right? Yeah, picked and, and caught he, him, and he got caught, and it, and it was close to being like close to penalty, um, and he got and he got caught with an elbow in the face. Um, and it, that wasn't called. I think it was it, it was an incidental elbow. Right. It wasn't. So that makes, um, that makes sense. You know what I think we should really take from that game is what Ange said on uh, on Spurs TV after in the in the interview afterward, which was which was um, he he actually cut off the interview. I can't remember the guy's name. Um, yeah, because he was just kissing his butt and yeah, and- well and he, yeah and he said and yeah he basically said like the guy was like you know we all see how how well the team is playing and, how, and it's great football and he said yeah but it's also about results yeah I, i'm here to win i'm here to win yeah like um, and it is about results and the fans should be pissed off when you when you put out a performance like that and you and and it, and it is the lack of it and it was a lack it's like the first time we ever heard Ange really he wasn't digging out a specific player but it was the first time we heard Ange say yeah, these guys, these guys are not finishing the chances. They're not, they're not making the pass, the pass or the two passes or, or the nice touch to, to get them where they need to be. And, and it's kind of the first time we've seen Ange do that, you know, and to say, mm-hmm. it's not just on me. It's, it's also on the players. You know, I gave them the instruction. Um, they have to go out and execute it. And, that's perfectly fine because you're not throwing individual players under the bus. You're not taking those players and, and banishing them, you know, to the other side of the training pitch uh, the next day, um, which he's can not deflecting. He's not and deflecting yeah, responsibility. No, no. Again, it's back to that honesty. And and, yeah. and I, that's what we love. And, and so then, so then castle. three short days later, right? So Steve, like a, a complete turn of, of uh, events. What, uh, what'd you think? What'd you see? Uh, it was smart, right? So um, at first, when I saw the lineup, I expected Sun was going to be up top and you'd have Richie out left, um, you know, yeah. Johnson out right with Decky in the center. Um, and I thought, when, just seeing that lineup, I thought, okay, yeah, that makes more sense, right? Having Decky central, you've got somebody who's a little bit stronger, whose holdup plays a little bit better. He can try to bring in some of the, you know, wider guys, uh, you know, kind of suits him. Um a little bit more and i know based on that performance that he had against newcastle that people are saying oh well now he's going to have to compete with madison for that central spot and i kind of disagree with that uh because i think yes decky on the right is sort of like a one-trick pony um but i think when madison's in there 
there's a lot more opportunity to swap and to move around and to be a little bit uh, more creative. So I think they could play well. It's just the lack of Madison makes it very difficult for him on the right, I think, right? I, I honestly think that, yeah, when Madison's in there, what he does is he draws a lot of players toward him mm-hmm. and it opens up and it opens up things for Decky on that side, on that right side. I think Decky's more effective on that right side when he's got a midfielder who is going to, you know, draw those, draw those defenders and he can sneak into space or he can sneak into the box and make runs into the box. Absolutely. You know, and, and it's the same, and it's the same thing that kind of that, that Sonny was kind of able to do too. He was able to drop back and make clever runs into the box and, um, and 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 kind of play one two one two football. Um, even with like maybe a a, a a certain left back who comes flying into the box constantly, like um, you'd never know the guy's a left back. But I, I, I completely agree with what Steve's saying. Absolutely. Yeah. But you know what the interesting thing is? It wasn't Sun up top. Sun was on the left. Richarlison was up top. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? It worked. It was, you know, I don't know where this Richarlison has been. Um, he had all of the effort, all of the, you know, sort of head down workhorse mentality that we have seen from Richarlison, but with the added benefit of being able to put a ball on target. Uh, <laughs> So and score twice. Well, you know, you know why that happened, right? Because we fucking actually got the ball to him. We did, um, but I, I gotta say, you know, uh, I speaking mean, about Richarlison, I, really, I mean, he did he did sky that one. But, he so. did sky that one, yeah. <laughs> but I, I really appreciated his candor after the match in an interview where he was talking about how like he was just getting in his own way. You know, his heart was in the right place. He wanted to help the team. He wanted to help his his club, his country. Um, and he was putting off something that he needed to do in that surgery. And it was, it was naive. It was wrong. He was screwing himself in the long run. So, uh, you know, to hear him kind of take ownership of that and, uh, recognize that like, you know, I just needed to step back. I needed to focus, concentrate on getting better and doing what I need to do, you know, big props. And I'm really hoping that this leads to a, a redemption arc for him because, if he can do a lot of the good stuff that he did against Newcastle consistently, I think we'll be at a great spot, um, a great spot, because he is somebody who, you know, during his time at Everton, could be that sort of sneaky box player who could latch out of those balls, who could, you know, pop up at the most opportune times. And uh, if it's he's good not, in the air. Yeah, if he's not holding himself back, if he's not hesitating, if he's not, you know, second guessing himself because he's in pain, maybe it helps. Maybe we see old Richarlison uh, and and we actually get our money's worth for him. Um, but I'm really rooting for him. I, I do think as a person, he's an outstanding individual. Um, you know, he does a lot of great work in his community back home in, in Brazil. Uh, and I would love to see him succeed. I, I really hope this is a turning point for him. Um but we do need to see more, right? I mean, we definitely need to see more to, in order to say that this wasn't a, you know, a one-off. Right. Like, congratulations. Great job. You did phenomenal. Do it consistently. No, no fucking do it again. <laughs> yeah. And he's got, you know, we've got Nottingham Forest coming up in a couple of days. That was the time to do it. You know, yeah. make, um, make me, make me choose you for my, uh, my daily fantasy against the fuckwits. But there's, there's another change. <laughs> There's another change that Ange made uh, to the starting lineup that paid dividends for me. And that is Sar in the midfield. I 
I've been saying it for so long. That guy is such an underrated player in Spurs uh, under Ange right now. He just, he's, you know, he's, he's not the goal scoring midfielder. He's not the creative midfielder picking out these, you know, through balls, these unlocking the defense passes, but this dude is an engine. He is constantly cutting off passing lanes, hounding attackers, getting his body in the way, breaking things up. And most importantly, allowing the other midfielders that we have to operate the way they want to play. It's why Basuma looked much better. Yeah. I was going to say he did. He unlocked Basuma. Um, You know, the Basuma that we saw at the beginning of the season, I wasn't giving a lot of credit to, I wasn't giving a lot of credit to Sarah. I was, uh, you know, I, I honestly, I honestly felt that Sar wasn't maybe necessarily meant for this league. Um, you know, given his size, I know he's put on weight. Um, given his size and uh, his kind of his kind of his gait, um, but you know, this match, dude, the guy was the guy was fucking. He was everywhere, right? everywhere all the time he covers so much ground really quickly and i think the only guy that we have that's kind of a like for like on the team who's who might be a better pick is is currently injured uh and that's bad yeah yeah. and and, you know and but that's great that's a great problem to have right and it's competition for each other and and it's and it's guys who are going to be able to spell each other when we eventually get into europe next year um we're gonna we're gonna need something like that and what really turned around for me when I was when I when I thought he was too weak to play was when he and Joel Linton came into a challenge together and Joel Linton fucking crumbled. He went right to the ground. It's like, wow, well, what happened there? Who is that? That was Sar. Mm-hmm. That's what happened in my in my head. I might have said it out loud, but like he crumbled Joel Linton, and that dude is not a small dude. No. No, he's a giant douchebag, but he's not. He's not a small dude. <laughs> he's another guy that punishes Spurs all the time. Like I no. feel like he'll score one goal a season. Well, and it's always luckily Richie Richie was there to punish him and take the yeah. ball from him. For me, I think one of the uh, brightest moments of that game for Sar, and and something that I think people ought to look at as as a reason why you need a player like him on the team. Uh, is when Newcastle, they had a break down the left-hand side. Uh, you know, Poro was caught upfield because that's, you know, where he's supposed to be when we're attacking. And Sar like, books it down that left-hand side, catches up to the guy, and just gracefully picks the ball from him, yeah. turns it, and then is able to drive us forward again. And the guy's, like, left on his ass, like, what just happened, you know? It, he didn't go through him. He didn't, he wasn't overly aggressive. It wasn't physical. It was just this tiny little, let me poke that out. Let me take that. This is mine now. And it's just, it was such a beautiful play, right? Like he did the defensive work that he needed to do to cover for Pedro Porro. Uh, He got the ball back and he was able to transition it pretty quickly too. You know, he wasn't holding on to it. He wasn't, okay, let me send it back to Romero now who can send it to Vic. No, it was, I've got it. I've turned. I know that that other guy has fallen down. I've got a minute to just collect myself, see what's ahead of me and make the play that I need to make. I think, I think the point that you saw that um, he was really making, he was really having an effect in the game was when he got pulled. Um, Yes. The, the, when he got pulled for Hoyberg, I think Basuma kind of shut down. Um, 
and and the game the game changed uh, a bit and maybe it's because we kind of sat back a little bit um but for one reason or another like the game changed and 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 i think that's a credit to to sar and 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 it's a credit to Ange who gave him who gave him the opportunity from day one to be out there right yeah absolutely Um, can can we talk about um can we talk about Pedro Poro? I because love to talk I'm about pretty Pedro. sure I'm pretty sure all of us said that he probably wasn't going to play much this year. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we said that at the beginning he can't of the season. Play right, the pre- back. right? Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> um, but also I think I have I had said a number of times if there's anybody who can do it, it would have been him because he's young, he's able to be taught, he's able to be changed. He's, um, he's able to be taught how to play defense. The guy has been a trooper defensively. He's been amazing in transition. He's been amazing with his ability to cross the ball, his ability to take a free kick when needed. I mean, the the guy he exudes he exudes confidence. He exudes joy when he's playing. He knows when he's got one over on you. And he had about fucking six to eight nutmegs in that game that made people look stupid. Now, let's let's just get this out of the way right now. I get Newcastle is injured. I get that they're playing a lot of fucking totally. games midweek. Um, I get that. I get that. You know they have. They're just fucking tired. But but guess what? We were tired too last year. You know, we were playing, we were playing European football last year. We had a lot of, we had a lot of, you know, competitions we were in. It's, and I knew, and, I, and I've told, like, we were supposed to have uh, my friend Natalie on, who's a Newcastle supporter uh, today. And I, and I, and I told her at the beginning of the season, I just don't think that team has what it takes to, to be able to play, you know, sometimes three times a week. I just don't think they have what it takes. Not yet. I love Eddie Howe um, as a as a manager. Um, I like the team mostly. I think Bruno Gimmerish and uh, Joel Linton are pieces of shit. But <laughs> other than that, you. I like I like the tra- I Al like Moran. the team. I, I I don't mind Almiron. I don't mind we Almiron. Know. I just love think Almiron. I I think that I think he's a I think he's a fantastic player. Um, used to love, Cryberry. Cryberry. Used to love uh, John Joe Shelby too. No, I did not love. <laughs> he looks like a toe. Uh, so any, like, so Anywho. that's like, I just don't think that team had had a had the ability to be able to to survive. Um, and and I just don't see them making Europe again this year. Uh, it it's not going to get any easier for them. In fact, I think it gets a lot harder for them. There's two more two more players. First is uh, the counterpart for Pedro Porro. Just a shout out to Destiny for uh, well for that well taken goal. Um, but also, I mean, a lot of what you said about Pedro Porro, you can apply the same logic to to Doggy over there. And Destiny Another just signed back. a new signed a new deal today, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I did not see that. What happened? Wait. What? Uh, wait signed until 2029. Does that sound yeah, right? Yeah. Destiny signed a new deal. Apparently. Yeah. With, with Tottenham Hotspur. Yep. No, with Liverpool. Yeah, with Tottenham. <laughs> well, I'm just, I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering. I'm just making sure I'm not like in, in a fucking yeah. fever dream. Scored a <laughs> goal yet. and they gave him the deal. That's how. That's how it worked. But uh, it's the same it. thing, right? You can take the exact same logic. Uh, somebody, oh, he's a wing back. They got him for Conte's system. He's never going to be able to play left back. And here he is, 
fucking cooking. Um, absolutely love don't it. Don't you? Don't you think maybe Jed Spence would be able to do something like that too, though? You'd think so, but I think uh, so. I, I, Destiny's more mature, though. You know, even though I think Jed's older, right? Is Jed a little bit older? But uh, he might be a year or two older. I think Destiny's a more mature player. You know, what I mean, he's the a, last person, he's a man. He's a grown man. The last player that I think deserves a shout out, and yeah, maybe Sun also deserves one. But uh, you know, we we talk uh, about Sun all the time. Another unsung hero uh, who has been with the club for ten years, who never says anything bad who always you know puts his best foot forward he's not the the most world-class player we've ever had he's not the the most creative he's not putting in the goals ben freaking davies big daddy davies big daddy davies I was like, this like, better not be an Eric Dyer appreciation. Uh, no, right I know. I, I was thinking 10 Dyer. years. Like, <laughs> who could that be? Steady. Hugo, Hugo Lloris? No, he's not doing Big anything. Big daddy This guy, I, you know, we, we've said it a number of times. He's Mr. Reliable, Mr. 7 out of 10. You're never going to get a world-class performance. But he's also just going to be a, a sort of pillar. You know, somebody who is central, who... Um, you know, does all the right things, even if it's not like the most fantastic. Uh, he's, you know, he's not going to beat anybody for pace. He's not going to play these incredible through balls all the way across field, but he slots in and he does his job. And he, uh, against Newcastle in particular, he did it incredibly well. I mean, that deft touch to take the ball away from Isak early on was just unreal um but he never gets the appreciation that uh, some of these other guys do because you know he's just consistently a seven out of ten you know he's he's, I mean, a, he's, he's good he's, he's made some mistakes this year sure like oh absolutely um, yeah like i think he had a he had one of the big uh for lack of a better term boners in the in, in the wolves match right um but you're right. He's a seven out of ten generally. Like we thought, no way, no way. This guy's going to be able to play, uh, you know, wing back in Conte's system. He came out and he he deputized and did it. He, no way, he's going to be able to play, uh, you know, uh, right back or or left back. And he came out and, and you know he's done that. He's come in. And he's played center back. Like this guy could play. This guy could probably play defensive midfield if he had to. He's never going to have the flash. He's never going to have the, uh, he's never going to get all the plaudits. You know, he's probably never going to get a man of the match, but he was an eight out of 10 for me. I think this match, uh, I think he was brilliant. I and think, you know what? He doesn't complain either. Being he able to kick that ball, up, being able to slide in and dude, I saw him trucking, man. And he was trucking as hard as he could, dude. He was like a steam engine and he slid across the box and, 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 I don't know. I, he wasn't obviously trying to get the ball off of Isak, but he did. There were a lot of guys in the Newcastle team that I really held in high regard that I think were shit in this mm-hmm. game. He was trucking, I, huh? Oh, Rocky dude, he was trucking. Did he have his chips cashed in? <laughs> <sighs> okay. You know, before we go never, completely never, off the rails. Never do you get Mike silent. That was I, I'm really, really excited about what just <laughs> happened there. Like you were, it's you like, were temporarily. It's like one of the Grateful Dead songs. I'm like, all right, all right. So, th- there's one thing that we haven't said about the match, and I'm I'm kind of surprised because I I thought Mike for sure was going to call me out on it, uh, especially when he brought up Pedro Porro. 
when he had that uh, chipped shot that was just just on top of the net, wasn't sneaking in. And what did I do in the middle of McKee's? I fucking dropped to my knees and threw my he hands. Fell under his knees. My head. He fell onto his knees. He fell onto his knees. You you did the uh, aghast uh, football player pose. Yeah, nice. just right there. Just <laughs> very nice. I was like, oh, I, he's bringing a pager pour so he can rub that in my face. Well, you know what? I'm rubbing it in my own face. There you go. Because that's <laughs> Steve's best at de- self-deprecation. Speaking of rubbing things in your face, uh, Steve. <laughs> Steve, uh, there's a question I want to hear you ask. It's Are you going to ask me about the... Uh, chocolate santa think- that i have under this foil <laughs> no i don't <laughs> keep the foil on please <laughs> the question is uh <laughs> the ridge is there so that the hat you know <laughs> has that's the right shape <laughs> oh god i can't even ask this dave you're gonna ask this question uh mike hey mike what you drinking guys today i have something very special do <laughs> you do <laughs> It's, from, old, you, it's from, for, from an old family recipe. For those of you who uh, are listening and you have the faintest idea of what in God's green earth we're talking about, um, there was an SNL skit this past weekend with Adam Driver where he... Uh, it's very old, by the way. Great host. He was fantastic. Absolutely. He plays Both this, times uh, he's been on, yeah. He plays this chocolatier in a skit on like this like QVC, you know, TV sales channel type. What did he thing. call himself? The Willy Wonka of Central the Indiana. Willy Wonka of Central <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> uh, but he's got this uh this candy Santa that he brings. And uh well let's just say when he unwraps the foil it is quite phallic. And, it looks uh, like a chocolate dick. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. Anyway so um, check that out if uh, it's on youtube you worth, definitely want to give that a view uh who asked, it, who asked the, the fucking uh, question i asked the question mike dave, thank you would, you, would you like me to ask it again hey mike what you drinking dave i love it when you ask the question <laughs> i know you so do, today uh, today for you guys i got something kind of special um i've been looking at these uh in the cooler at the at the georgia market for it's a not phallic weeks. is it no <laughs> you stop trying to derail this i will never Every stop week. Um, I, think, I think we're still going with thick and fast for the episode name, boys. Just, just, just telling you that. Just like um, ABV. So, Steve might have to make an apology next week. Um, <laughs> I will never apologize. I want to apologize. So I've for got, I've got these beers. I've got these beers. Beers, um, plural. I two. Yes, today. Um, I've been looking at these beers in the cooler at the at the beverage warehouse. Um, now I just learned um, why there were two different breweries here. Um, they're actually like 10 different breweries that are involved in this. Um, last year, Vermont um, experienced, you know, another one in 100 year storm, uh, which caused a lot of flooding. That was just um, six so, months ago. It, right. Yeah. Um, so the brewers in Vermont have um, collaborated to brew these uh, Vermont strong beers uh, in their own breweries. Um, so I guess the deal is, and the money, the money from the proceeds goes to um, the victims, the flood victims, because um, as I've also just learned, these people ain't getting shit from FEMA. Um, people have lost their entire homes, entire businesses, that kind of stuff, and FEMA's not helping out at all. So um, what the brewers have done is done this series, and there's about ten different breweries involved. I have two of them here tonight. Um, 
And the deal is that Lawson's finest liquids, we've done done their beers on this before, have um, created a recipe that these that brewers are allowed they're allowed to use um, or not use. They can create their own. Um, but in within these recipes, the beers are all going to be different from each brewer because they use their own yeast. So breweries use their own yeast typically. It gives the it gives the beer taste, it gives a smell, um, it gives it body. Um, so these two beers are, um, I'm assuming different recipes um, because you don't have to use the recipe, but you do, they do use the same label. Um, one That's is, strong. and they're both, and they're pale ales. They're pale ales. Surprise, surprise. Um, they're not India pale ales. Uh, <laughs> one comes from Burlington Beer Company. Um, and one comes from Goodwater Brewing. Um, one of my old favorites, uh, one of my ex favorites. Um, so I'm going to try these out, um, both of them, and I'll, and I'll give you a rating on each one of them. Okay. And, uh, we'll see what happens. So what's up first? Um, I think we're going to go with Burlington beer first, and this is going to be a specific challenge for you and Steve. So pale ales are typically a little lighter in body um, and lighter in taste uh, than uh, an India pale ale. So wait, let me let me get some clarity here. Are you picking the best one and we rate that, or are we rating both? I want a rating for both. Uh, okay. I'm gonna rate. I'm gonna rate both of them. Give them each a song. Okay. And you know what? I'm gonna get, get myself wow. set up. Uh, I just doubled the hey Mike. Oh yeah. Scale okay, back. So- no. No, I've we, got these. I've got these both it. poured. I've got these both poured. I have the cans separated, so I know. What I want to. I want a side by side hold up comparison. I want to see color. Um. Okay, you're gonna have to take a picture. No, I just want to look picture. at it. Okay, so. Huh. There, there is a difference in color. There's a difference. Right? Yeah. So it looks like one of them didn't use the actual recipe that came from Lawson's. Um, which one is which? This is good water. It's and, and we know. I good I water, figured doesn't typically use they they usually use uh they usually brighten their beers um this is from burlington beer which we know makes hazy uh hazy fruit bomb beers right um so i'm going to start with burlington beer i said do you have a little uh thing of water to cleanse your palate between them i have miller light sure (laughs) (laughs) oh mike what would I do without you? Okay, so Burlington beer. Um, this is spicy. It's a little bit spicy. Um, it's a spicy it's, meatball. It's made with Simcoe, Nelson Sauvignon hops, uh, which are generally used in like uh, French style beers. Um, it's not as fruity as I thought it would be. It smells. It smells really fruity. It smells like grapefruit juice. But it is it is a light beer, it is definitely a, a pale ale, and it's definitely n- a no doubter Burlington Burlington Beer Company beer. Interesting. No doubter. All right. Yeah. All right. I um I enjoy it. I enjoy it. Enjoy I can't wait it. to get into more of that. Doesn't love it, but he enjoys it. Now he's uh, cleansing his palate with the Miller Light. I didn't say. Okay, whatever. 
Have I thrown you off again? I got. Oh my, no, the good my, water smells. Got my number on the first one there for you. The good water smells yeah. like um. It smells like nothing. Are you are you un, inappropriately biased against good water? Like, is this bound to be like under? Should we have under, done this? No, as a, um, no I still think taste? I still think that their their Kolsch is one of the one of the best made in this state. All right, uh, it's one of the best Kolsches I've ever had. Okay, I, lo- I love the Stange. Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't have that same. Stange. It doesn't have that same nose, that same smell. I don't know how I feel about a beer that doesn't have a smell to it. True. I like to smell it. <laughs> the nonverbals are uh, no. not promising. <clears throat> They're right. No, no. <laughs> Just see it stock tanking in real time. Um, quick number for you there, Steve. Where's Jim Kramer? Uh, so that that <clears throat> that beer is not great. Did you say not great or not good? It's not good. Okay. Well, he said it's not great, but he also just said it's not good. It tastes um like a number of home brews that I've made. Mm-hmm. I tried to make pale ales, and I can't do an India pale ale for some reason. I guess they're really easy to make, but I can't. I can't do them. It's got um. I don't know if you if anybody remembers. I've always said like a beer that isn't brewed properly, um, especially a pale ale. Get, gets like a grassy taste. Like, you know, the smell of fresh cut grass. Imagine how that might taste. Um, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. It and it <laughs> has and it has like a weird characteristic to it that I can't I can't. I don't like it at all. All right. Ah, well, while you're it. on this one, why don't you why don't you go ahead and rate this one? I gotta drop it. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, I, I'm with you, Steve. The good I, water, I the similar move. Yeah. yeah, give us give good water rain, and then go back, take another sip of the uh, Burlington, just to recalibrate. Uh, two point one. Ooh, Ooh. it's not Steven, good, man. Steven was not good. Two point two. All right, we're dialed in, Steve. I like I it. Yeah, I haven't yeah. been there in a while, and I, I wanted it to be good, but all right, let's go back to Burlington, take another sip. I'm sticking with my Burlington. Oh, it's making number. me burp a lot. It's like a very gassy. I, I'm very gassy. <laughs> Just like me after Taco Bell. Hey, Mike, maybe in the future we won't review two beers at once. How about, how about that for an idea? No, we'll I just do wanted three next time. I wanted to do this for because it was special. I have something really special for next week. Next week, Mike does a flight. <laughs> I did a 14% the entire podcast last week, and then I apologize for it. Now I'm doing two. <laughs> Entire pod next week is Mike reviewing a flight of beer. Um, so guess which one's the maple syrup? <laughs> this one, um, uh, this one's a really good. Like I said, it's very typically Burlington beer. You can, you can taste it. It's like that yeast quality. It's it's the it it's every single one of their beers has that same type of. Uh, it's like an it's like a nice. I, I'm not gonna say it. I was gonna say it, but I'm not gonna say it. Do it. No, Dave's gonna make fun of me for the rest of my life for it. So it's please, just it, please say it. Please, it's just please. got a great. It's just got a great quality to it that that makes uh every every beer that they make almost almost perfect. Um, this isn't a perfect beer, but um, 
it's gonna be it's gonna be up there for me. It's not gonna be four point eight, um, four point six, but uh, I'm I'm gonna go three point nine. So close, so very close. Yeah, so very close. You, it's interesting, Mike. I feel like your your nonverbals and your your words, your verbals and nonverbals. We're not that high to start, and I feel like you went to the good water, and that badness kind of pushed you a little higher on the Burlington. That's just my my my. That's a reason. distinct possibility. I don't. I didn't have that in the back of my mind. I was. I wasn't thinking that, but that's. I mean, that's a possibility. Yeah, my or Steve and I. I said three five, and Steve said three seven. So that 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 was our initial sense, right? And we're we're pretty close nowadays. No, that's pretty close. Yeah, I, you I did, think that's you pretty did, good. You you crept up a touch. I think I think the bad beer pushed you. You know, it's the interesting thing for me about these ratings is both of them might picked an odd decimal. Yes. Which is why both of us. Or yeah. Why do I, I guess, I I guess, I guess I just never think that, but like. Oh, we're, you see, Dave and I, we're, we're thinking about every potential variable so that we can get nailed in. Is this going to be a week where he's going to go odds or evens, you know, it's all there. Is his, uh, you know, high rating, is that like O-face level or are we just below that? Are we going to break the four threshold? I count in my head how long you take the first sip and that that gives me a sense on the initial score. Just, we look just at the, the percentage the of yeah, volume yeah. consumed at that initial drink. This is not art, bro. This is science, man. Let me tell you, this is. I've got calculus is... uh, on the side here to try. We've to been doing this. We've been doing this bit for fucking three years now. And, <laughs> and you've got to down for it to a science. It, well, We're yeah, trying. We may be the only ones who like it anymore, but hey, my, we still like it. My it's stack, my stack of four pack carriers is uh, <laughs> it's my my multiple stacks. Um, All right, how about some go? songs on these bad boys? How about a good water song? You got a good water, good song, water song? This is yeah. where he brings out the Billy Joel. I'm yeah. gonna get no. I'm not bringing out Billy Joel. I'm I'm not bringing that guy out. Um, <laughs> he doesn't even come. You get to come on stage. I'm going Roxy music on this trash. I I. I might know what that is, but I wish I could say I actually know what that is. Yeah, it's just that this beer's trash. Okay, got it. How the about girl, the uh... the girl in the song is trash? Let's just put it that way. Sweet. How about Burlington? Um, Burlington beer keeps getting better, man. Um, I'm going Roxy music stronger through the years. Oh, nice. Yep. Mm. I am a big fan of the uh, the BBCO myself. I think it's a uh, it's a good spot. Yeah, make sure you put the O on there. <laughs> Otherwise, we're chocolate Santa land all over again. Otherwise, it's gonna be. <laughs> otherwise, it's gonna, it's gonna get thick and fast in here. Uh, that that is a television network uh, from England. So, like, don't offend our listeners over overseas. Just wanna wanna throw that out to you. Hey, they chose it, not me. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Fair. All right. Hey, this has been. Hey, Mike, what you drinking? Reviewing two beers. Mike, well done. Always appreciate it. And uh, boys, let's let's look ahead. We're we're creeping toward. Uh, wrap up time so let's do kind of a look ahead closing thoughts sort of combo if if uh, that works for you guys uh steve why don't you guys go on what are you thinking about um i think this next run of fishers that we have uh is the perfect opportunity fishers we got Fish- a run fishers? of fishers fishers fishers, fishers? That's a, you might want to go to the hospital for that steve uh, fishers no, that's the yeah uh, <laughs> just remind you of my little gnomes um no, this next round of fixtures, uh, it's a perfect opportunity to test whether or not we can hit that consistency with the conviction levels that Andrew's talking about. Um, you know, it's easy for us to look at this Newcastle match as a, you know, 
prime example of how Angeball works when everything goes right. But you have to remember that we're on a run of, of five in a row where we have not gotten the result that our performance is warranted. And Nottingham is playing at a level that is not quite league beating, but they're they're not going to roll over for us either. They're going to make it difficult. Um, it's going to be a hard game. Uh, we're actually going to have to put some effort in. You know, they're they're one of those mid table mid table teams that that on their day they can show up and they can compete. Um, so there's no doubt in my mind that Ange is looking at that game and he's telling these these players like do it again. Like I want to see you put the exact same performance in a second time. I want to see you get multiple goals. I want to see you put this game to bed, reward the dominance that I'm sure we're going to get. Because uh, not for nothing, even though the, the uh, results haven't been with us for the last several games, the performances have warranted more than we've gotten uh, on the field. So Edge is going to be very mindful of that. He's going to want the team to be ruthless, uh, to go for the throat if they need to, and, and to really uh, make it a statement. I think it's going to be a phenomenal game. I think it's a game that we win. Um, the big question for me going into that is whether or not Richarlison is going to find that consistency. Does he score again? Um, I'm okay if he doesn't score as long as he contributes uh, in a positive way uh, to our attack. If he's opening up uh, channels for, you know, Sun, for Johnson, for Hill or Decky or whoever else is out there. Um, you know, as long as he's doing what he's got to do and he's getting into dangerous places and he's not fluffing the most basic of finishes, I'll be content. But I do think it's a game that we win. I just don't think it's going to be an easy win. I think it's going to be one that they're going to have to work for and prove it, not just to themselves, but to everybody in the league that the uh, Newcastle game wasn't a fluke. I like it. Good analysis. Mike, what are you thinking about as you look ahead? All right, so um, Steve, uh, Steve, uh, Steve called called Nottingham Forest a mid table team. They're they're not a mid table team. They're um, they're sixteenth. They're sitting sixteenth right now, uh, just above. They should be sitting seventeenth because they're just above uh, ten point deducted Everton right now, who would be sitting currently in tenth, one point behind West Ham. Uh, Actually, how do you define mid table, Mike? Mid table? Yeah. Eight through eight through twelve, eight through fourteen. That's a tight window. Well, dude, pretty hard to be a, pretty hard to be a mid table team. How many how many games are how many teams are in the league? Twenty. Twenty. So in the middle of the table, uh, I mean, there, six, six okay. through fifteen. I, I see what he's saying, and I get it. Um you know, it's not like they're lighting the world aflame or anything. You have the top but... six teams, the next six teams, and the next six teams, like, and then you have fucking Sheffield United and Burnley. But you gotta, you know, uh, I, I'm just thinking like this is a team <laughs> yeah. who don't this belong. This is a in the team league. that has they beat Aston Villa, which is a very difficult team, right? They've looked, you know, even in some of these games that they've lost recently, they've looked good for stretches, right? So again, it comes down to the conviction. That Spurs has, if we get an early goal and we try to sit back and defend that early goal and just, you know, we take our foot off the gas, this is a team that can snatch a goal 
right? It's not like they're they're bereft. No, of yeah, I mean they have talent. they have they have guys like Chris Wood. You know, like they have a cast offs from other other clubs. They have uh, Alanga, who was uh, you know uh, famously uh, played for uh, the the other fucking red team um, with the White Slaves. Uh, they got Gibbs White. Um, they're going to be looking forward to seeing uh, their Sir their Jorge? old. They have Serge Aurier was a throwaway. Uh, <laughs> Willie Bali. Uh, who else is on that fucking team? Divac Origi. Origi's on that team too. Jesus Christ. Tyro Awanyi. Uh, Awanyi. Oh, so so Awanyi's good. He's a good. He's a good player. He can he can score. Alan um, Hudson Adoy is on this team apparently. Hudson Adoy is on this team. Jesus. Oh, wow. So it's it's a hodgepodge team of guys who are f- put together with masking tape and glue. Um, and I honestly, and I honestly don't think they're going to put up much of a fight. Um, they have a, they have a, a manager who's on the edge of being uh, booted. Um, even though they, I think they just re-signed him. Did they not? Ah, who knows? It was it last season. They just re-signed him to like a long contract. So I, I, they're, they're a nice team. Um, but they're not going to be able to compete with with a team that that's super high on confidence that's that's super that 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 is that is uh firing on all cylinders right now um we're we're only missing two of our two well three of our best players right now uh, if Dave wants to count count Manor Solomon in there um <laughs> Madison Benton Kerr <laughs> Um, I forget Mickey about Vandevan. Sorry, Vandevan. I was thinking of Vandevan and 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 Madison, like Ivan Perisic. Players, players who were there in the in the beginning of the season. Ivan Perisic, um, I think, would have been super successful in this club this year. Yeah. Um, he was putting some good crosses in early. Uh, yeah, Mike, he was. I think you're spot on, right? I, so, I do like, think it's a I, game I just, that we just, I, I just, I just think that it, it's a game that we walk off. If. If it's the Newcastle Spurs that show up and not the West Ham Spurs, that's, I'm not worried about West Ham to. Spurs. I'm not worried about Aston Villa Spurs. I'm worried about Wolves Spurs, and I don't think that happens again because, believe it or not, Ange does change his tactics and change his system. Um, absolutely, he does. Yeah, no but doubt. but but guys like uh, fucking Gary Neville and and uh, the pundits all tell us that we're that Andrew's naive and that he's that he uh he refuses to change and um this yeah, is the way we're going to play you. come hell or high water to to, Gary to, the, to the detriment of the team yeah, Gary Neville him, is a twat and he's a piece of shit let him keep talking let him keep talking no cuz that's all they, be pro- that's all they do cuz that's what how did his managerial do. stints go Jerry Neville Jeremy Jamie Carragher came around but i mean you know he's maybe got well, reason to Jimmy Jamie Carragher is a secret Spurs fan so you're right you know, not for nothing. I of all those I, he hates he I, hates he hates Neville. I guarantee he does. Yeah, he does. I do think that Jamie Carragher tends to have the better takes. Yeah, Carragher. Yeah, like not better. just between him and Neville, but uh, for most of the pundits, he's the one that even though he clearly has a bias in there, uh, and he's not afraid to you know harp on the uh, pro Liverpool train as much as he can. Yeah, when it comes to talking about Ange and his tactics and and a lot of that stuff, he does. More often than not, I would say come across as uh, a bit smarter than most of the other analysts. You Who's know, the, he's not a hundred percent always 
a, a you know go to listen but you know what yeah. i really want i just want I, like the, of all those guys sports guys i want keen to come in and just slide tackle neville really hard that would be good. <laughs> like be good. really hard uh jamie the, the other jamie jamie redknapp he came around well he didn't come around but he you know he's pro spurs hey mike give me a closing thought so like uh closing thoughts um it is the crazy season, right? We 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 thought we were gonna get we were gonna get points in place in some places and 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 drop points in other places. Um, turns out that we got points out of Newcastle. We got a point out of Man City, and we dropped points in places where we thought we were gonna we were gonna take points. Uh, West being West Ham and Aston where had we played our cards right and had we played the game right, probably would have. Um, it's all part of, you know, what goes into professional soccer, what goes into, you know, being a supporter of a professional team, any professional team, whether you're a fan of the fucking Las Vegas Raiders or whether you're a fan of, um, you know, Manchester City or whether you're a fan of, of, um, I tracked Frankfurt at any of those teams. Like, what comes with it are ups and downs and ups and downs. Um, what matters is what really matters in that is is the the vision for the future. Do you see the vision for the future? Um, the vision for the future is attainable. It's out there for Spurs. Um, I, I think that we've been given a clear idea of what we're going to be seeing going forward. And I really, really, uh, I, I can't say it. I, I, I can't say it enough. I do say it every week. But I'm very excited. I'm, I'm very excited about this first team. Um, I, I went home, like, on, on some sort of weird cloud the other night, the other day. <laughs> some sort of weird cloud. I was super, super happy. I was super happy going home, um, leaving McKee's. And knowing that I had to go back to work, you know, um, and, and knowing that I was going to be away from my family, you know, that night, like I, I had this weird sense of like, okay, shit, everything's going to be okay. We, we've kind of mostly weathered the storm. We have to remember that we have three players that are going to be coming back in January, February, and March. And three, three players, leaving. three players that are, big big time players but we have players that are leaving so we have we have uh the two players we're losing to the african cup cup of nations and we have a player that we're losing to the asia cup um thanks jurgen yeah jurgen um but the thing is we have we now have players that we know can show up and do a service Right, they may not be the the best players for the future, but we know that they're there and and th- that they're going to be able to get us through these this rough patch. Like it sucked, it sucked not not winning in in five matches, right, or four matches, whatever it was. Um, but we knew that it, it could happen, and we're going to be missing our talisman. Uh, um, I don't necessarily think that's a terrible thing if 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 Richie continues to do what we saw him do the other day. Um, and, you know, 
I think uh, green lights, green lights. So for, for, for the rest of the stretch in December and once we get into February, we'll, or January, we get through January and into February. Um, then we start talking about where we're gonna, where we're going to land in Europe, whether it's going to be uh, on the farmlands or whether it's going to, or whether it's going to be in the golden cities of Europe. Fair enough. Good closing thoughts, Mike. Well done. Steve, how about you? Buddy. Closing thoughts? Because I wasn't trash this time. Right. <laughs> I mean, I kind of shared my closing thoughts about uh, how I feel about Forrest. I do, just to sum it up again, um, if Newcastle Spurs show up, we blow them out of the water. No question about it. West Ham uh, Spurs, we get smoked. It's not so much that we get smoked. It's that it becomes more difficult um, because they are a team that is capable of getting a goal. Um, and... I don't know. We'll, we'll just have to see. But uh, I, I have to echo Mike. I do feel really good about how the team is progressing. I like what I'm seeing from Ange. I like the system that he's got set up. Um, I do, of course, think that he still needs another two or three windows to, uh, you know, not just get a prime set of first team players in the door, but also to improve our squad depth. Uh, because as we've discussed many times so far, it's quite clear where the drop-off is when we have to make substitutions during a game. Um, you know, the the Skippies, the Hoybjergs coming in and slowing things down is really a little bit uh, frustrating to see, especially when we've been so dominant for most of the game. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I'm loving Ange Ball. I think Ange is a fantastic manager. He's absolutely who we need, and we just got to keep supporting him through thick and thin. Thick and thin, thick and fast. Way to wrap thick that up there, buddy. Hey, this has been Wicked Spursy, boys. Well done. Appreciate you. Dave, Dave, we didn't Love hear you. any final thoughts from you. Like you 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 want to end this pod so fast. No, I'm trying to be thick uh, and fast, even thick and fast. Trying to be respective or respectable to our listeners. You know, we are on 69 minutes right now. No nice. 69 childish bro. pun intended, but you know, <laughs> I, I know there's a sweet spot somewhere between 65 and 68 that we like to try to hit. So, you know, just trying to trying to manage, trying to do my thing. But you want to hear from Dave? All right. Uh, I'm gonna give you some stuff. Thing number one, Mike, no offense to you. The the word talisman when applied to soccer and football drives me crazy. Annoying annoying term hate that word but you can keep using it but i just i don't like it when they apply Here's that the thing, to, to a player Here's <laughs> the thing, Dave. i don't give a fuck keep, what you keep think. going exactly yeah and that's all that's all good but no it's just something that's always bugging don't me. Yell, call, yell. when they would call harry kane the talisman shut up what what was he the, the the your your token special person well yes have, have some other special people that's the way we've got a lot I, of special people perfect that's the way i feel about that um Steve, to, I want to run counter to something you had said. I am worried about West Ham Spurs showing up, and I, I'm kind of with with Mike on that. West Ham Spurs were last year Spurs. West Ham Spurs were pitiful. Um, they were not convicted. They were not focused. They were not motivated. And that team is scary. And that's the team that just gives things away to to clubs of lesser quality, which which Forest would be. So that concerns me a uh, a great deal. Um, I don't ever want to see West Ham Spurs again. Or 22, 20, no, 21-22. No, 22-23 Spurs again. Uh, finally, closing thought from me. Very much looking forward to seeing you guys uh, on Friday. Picking up my son from, from college. He's going to be home along with his brother for three, four weeks. Be nice to have the, the boys back home for the holidays. But uh, get to kick things off a couple hours with you guys 
at McKee's enjoying food, drink, and uh, good company. So that's what I got. How you like it? That's Sounds better. Good. All right. I'm here for you, man. I'm here. Um, I heard, heard Steve's little man in the background. It's, it's bedtime. Just trying to take care of things. Steve, as we wrap things up, what would you what would you say is just a really final comment to everyone? Boys, girls, 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 boys. And don't be an asshole. Thank you very much. And Michael, how about you? If you were to give some advice to people, what would you what would you say to him? Yeah, this is winter. The weather's turning shitty. Uh, I want you to go out there and when you're driving and you're near on the road, pay attention. Try to slow and be safe. And and how do you feel about uh, Spurs football right about now? God, you know, Tottenham Hotspur action. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm.